Hey, good morning, London. MedPoint Health Half Hour on 980 CFPL Radio here. We come to you every Saturday morning talking all things health, fitness, nutrition related, and we love doing it. Sitting across from me is Kate Lane. She is joining me, kinesiologist, one of the key members of the MedPoint machine, should I say. And uh, she's she's here this morning. Kate, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. It's always a pleasure. And uh, you know, I was looking at what we were what we had prepared for the show this morning, and I thought, gee, it's a really well-rounded show. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything here. We got sleep, exercise, uh, what what time it's best to train at, and some nutritional stuff with the cereals. So let's get started. First, uh, we want to just say, you know, we're from MedPoint. We have a lot of great services to offer, especially this time of the year. And what I always encourage, Kate, is gift certificates. You know, sometimes people know and understand they want uh, their family members or themselves uh, to be healthy. Uh, They just don't know the right direction, but it's still a great gift to give, right? Yeah, you can use it kind of in your own way, right? Yeah, so... A lot of people as well using up uh, benefit coverages for uh, dietitian, kinesiology. You know, we got a lot of different things that we can run your benefits through. So if, uh, you know, you're kind of interested and, and you do have some coverage and you just want to check it out, we'd be happy to have you for a free tour. You can call and we can give you some information over the phone. Uh, you know, it's it's completely up to you, but we would love to help you stay healthy this Christmas, this holiday season. And, uh, gee, I'm saying Christmas already. It's still over a month away. Well, what could be a better gift than your becoming more healthy? Yeah. So, Kate, let's, uh, let's just dive into some of this stuff because one of the things that we always carry around and it's, it's forever with us and God forbid it ever run out of battery juice uh, in the middle of something important, smartphones. And uh, what we're talking about with smartphones is the lack of sleep that children, teenagers, seem to be getting with the use of smartphones. I can definitely see that. Like, it just makes sense. Like, I know I, going to bed, I'm looking at my emails sometimes before I go to bed, and it affects my sleep too. So -hmm. I can only imagine if teenagers have their phones on them all the time and they're in their bedrooms, you know, at night, using their phone as even an alarm, like, it can really impact your sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was a big study. Uh, 370,000 students took part in this and they were were actually studied from 2009 to 2015 about their sleeping habits. And what they found over the six-year period was that teens were 17% more likely to report getting less than seven hours sleep in a night in 2015 versus 2009. So, even in 2009, electronics were very much present and, and very much a big part of our lives, but even more so now with all the social media, this checking sports stats and stuff like that, we're seeing it really peak in these most recent years. And is there an end in sight? I think it's just going to keep moving forward and getting more accessible. So I I think it's going to be down to us deciding to you know make those changes in our own lifestyle and, and trying to keep say, screens away from our bedrooms, or Mm. I think it's going to be down to us making that decision more than anything else, because I just don't see anything with technology changing. It's just going to move forward and become more accessible. 
Yeah, that's very true. And that's one thing that I've always thought about doing is just removing the phone from the bedroom because really you are very tempted, like when it's on your nightstand or whatever, to roll over, take a look at some things and, you know, maybe like, well, for example, last night I was having a rough time sleeping. So it's like, you know what, instead of uh, just tossing and turning, I'm just going to check out Facebook for a few minutes, you know? Yeah. But really a lot of the... uh, rays of light that this uh, device is emitting, it can mess up your sleep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, The kind of anxiousness or the need to know about what's happening in the world. If you go to bed at, you know, 10 o'clock at night and all your friends are posting on Facebook at 11 p.m. at night, maybe you'll be more inclined to stay up. And that's what a lot of teens are doing because they want to stay in the know amongst Mm -hmm. their friends. They don't want to go to school the next day and feel like they've missed out on something. Yeah, it's definitely causing a very fast-paced lifestyle because people are assuming you're going to respond so fast to, you know, things because you have it so accessible to you and they the assumption is that it's accessible to you now. So I definitely think that uh, it can cause even anxiety issues in the evenings too if you're yeah. feeling like, you you know, you don't want to see anything stressful but it's so accessible on your phone and yeah, anyways... I definitely think that uh, it would be good to step it back a notch there. Yeah, yeah. They said that teens who use technology for two hours or less in a day didn't appear to suffer any adverse effects. So parents listening right now or perhaps teenagers, if you're listening and you want to take this into your own hands, maybe just limit the time that you have on your devices. Uh, They're saying that the marker here is two hours or less. So, you know, start a timer maybe every time you're on the at a screen. I I don't know. We need to make sure especially in the teenage years when brain development and stuff is so crucial that these kids are getting enough sleep because they just won't be able to function the next day. Mm-hmm. How are they learning, gonna... Yeah, learning how to appreciate like, you know, reading from a book rather than a screen and, you know, like Going back to the basics. The roots, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Now, another article that we wanted to talk about, and this kind of goes hand in hand, because if you're very tired, you perhaps won't be able to plan your breakfast in the morning, or you'll be scrambling to get out the door. So maybe not able to eat, you know, proper uh, breakfast stuff. Mm -hmm. You'll go and you'll grab some cereals. Well, a lot of people, and I've got this question quite a few times, Kate, is, Cheerios, they must be healthy for me, right? And uh, there's kind of a, you know, we, we want to clear the air with this because uh, in in the grand scheme of things, reaching for processed foods is not always your best option. Yes, you know? definitely. It's much better to go with uh, more uh, natural foods, you know, a good egg or, you know, balancing it out, getting some protein, some Oatmeal. carbs. Oatmeal, yep. Berries, right? Yeah. Well, looking at some of these cereals, and I know before people start calling in the airwaves here and, and, and you know, condemning us for uh, putting Cheerios under the bus, like the the plain Cheerios, processed food, but they only carry a one to two grams of sugar uh, per serving, which I think is a three-quarter cup. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not as bad. It's really not too bad, especially if you have it with something like, a, say, an egg or, you know, have it with something that has a bit of protein in it as well. Yeah. You know, balance it out Put a bit. Put some berries in it yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, it gives yourself some more natural nutrients with it. No problem. Now, the Honey Nut Cheerios, though, that's where you start getting into really bad stuff because yeah. it's comparable to Cinnamon Toast Crunch or, or 
Captain Crunch, mm-hmm. like those sugary cereals. Like if you think, oh, they're just sweetening it with honey and, and a little bit of extra stuff. Well, if it's already putting the, the profile of that cereal in in the same kind of uh, grouping as those cereals, I mean, it's it's easy to just look at the comparisons and, and know like it's 11 grams of sugar in a, in a bowl of honey nut Cheerios. Yeah, I think the so what I read is like in this article is the first three ingredients in honey nut Cheerios is sugar, brown sugar, honey. Ooh. So three sugars right great. there. It's great for the glycemic um, index. And eh? usually like just so you know, if you're looking at ingredients in a, a food product, look at the basically the first thing that's listed is the biggest ingredient that's in that yeah. item. So if the first three ingredients are sugar, that means that the, it is loaded with sugar. So unfortunately, it's just not the best thing for you. Yeah. Especially to when, start when you day. think uh, first ingredient sugar, you think, oh, well, it's going to obviously get better from here. Well, <laughs> the next ingredient's brown sugar and doesn't get much better. So, and then uh, honey, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We at MedPoint always promote uh, lifestyle changes. If this is something that's important to you, if you want to have uh, bigger impacts on your health, start to migrate away from some of these sugary cereals. Or take steps in the right direction. Maybe it's about measuring it out first. Maybe, Kate, these are three-quarter cup uh, servings. How we, often do we you know eat people that much? pouring <laughs> it into a bowl aren't measuring out three-quarter yeah, cup. Definitely. Uh, maybe just start out with uh, smaller amounts of it. If if that's going to help propel you to the next stage, which maybe be a lower sugar cereal. Yep. Then start coupling it with the fiber from the fruit that they're pairing it with. Yeah, protein. Maybe toss almonds in there. Get some more protein. Another tip would be to just buy regular Cheerios and Honey Nut Cheerios and maybe mix them. Mm -hmm. Like that's a good way to cut back on how much of the sugary cereal is in there. Um, Or put it into a trail mix with some awesome almonds and walnuts or something. That's a great idea. And a lot of people, that's what I mean, Kate. They think they have to either completely cut it or. or just continue their lives as, yeah, as yeah. par. But, uh, you know, we we just want to really empower you today to make better decisions. It doesn't have to be by leaps and bounds. It can just be small steps towards success because, you know, the clock's going to strike midnight there at New Year's and you're going to roll the calendar over for new resolutions and stuff. We want to make sure that you set yourself up for success. Yep. This is uh, Ron Young and Kate Lane on the MedPoint Health Half Hour on 980 CFPL Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the show. Saturday mornings, 980 CFPL Radio. We are here, MedPoint Health Half Hour, talking about health, talking about well-being, talking about everything that's going to keep you on this side of the planet, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kate Lane across from me. Kate's doing well. I'm doing well. And we're here to talk about all the interesting articles that are coming up in the news lately. Before we left for the break, we were talking about Breakfast cereals, of course, uh, watching out for the sugars and such. Mm-hmm. We were also talking about strategies to uh, combat the use of phones and iPads and such, especially in our teenagers uh, during bedtime. And coming back from the program here, uh, we had a commercial break there. We're going to be talking about exercise, which something that we love. We were yeah. exercising this week in the gym, Kate, together. Yeah, we did a good workout together. Always fun, always fun, and always interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Now, sometimes, Kate, when I'm meeting with uh, clients who wish to sign up for our programs and stuff, they want to know if their schedule is flexible. What's the best time that I can work out? And that's a question that we seem to get a lot of, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's the early risers who get up at, you know, five thirty, six a.m. They peel out of bed and they get dressed and kind of drag their butt to the gym, power through a workout, and all of a sudden, yeah, I'm ready for the day now. Then there's other people who just don't have time and perhaps once they put their kids to bed, uh, everything's right at the house and the working day is done, work out at night, right? Yeah, you kind of fit it in where you can, right? (laughs) That's right. So Kate, what what is the right answer here? If that's a question, when's the best time to train during the day, what is the best answer? Well, from this article that we were looking at, it's saying any mornings or late mid afternoon was kind of the best time to work out, and specifically that was talking more about like sprinting training and um, strength training mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Um, there's also things for endurance training. They just say basically any time of the day. Yeah. So um, when it comes to your strength training, anything that's like more of a hit style exercise program where you're doing a lot of, um, you know, circuit style exercises, then that type of stuff, they say morning or afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And a kind of a general rule, I think it was uh, either three hours after you wake or 13 hours after you wake. You know, it's kind of, yeah, I've heard that quite a bit. And I know John Matthews, a kinesiologist or or uh, podorthist at MedPoint, good friend of ours and a great trainer. That's who told me that information. And he does a lot of research on that kind of stuff. Because when you look at this, I mean, there's there's one way to look at it, obviously. And then we always take the scientific approach. If you think about what your pituitary gland is doing and stuff like that, the adrenal system... I mean, there are definitely different peak hours where you're secreting more, you know, HGH and stuff like that Mm -hmm. in your system. And that's kind of when you want to capitalize on the training. And and especially like you were saying, Kate, for strength gains Mm -hmm. and muscle growth, right? Yeah. Um, But, you know, never underscore the importance of uh, sleep in this equation as we were talking about at the start of the show. I mean, sleep helps you to recover from workouts. Mm-hmm. It helps kind of reset those hormones and stuff like that. So if you're not getting a good night's sleep, then you know what? It's not setting you up for success going forward, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so if you want to know what time of the day is best, it's get your workouts in no matter what. That's yep. going to be best. But um, if you want that slight advantage, it's seeming like morning or mid to late afternoon. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting, actually. This is saying that um, our protein synthesis peaks in late afternoon around 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. So it's indicating that uh, doing an exercise program that's building muscle, so like strength building, um, would maybe be the best at that time because you're you're going to have faster recovery. So right. it's kind of interesting. Yeah. A lot of good good uh, data going along mm-hmm. there with that and references to support that article because mm-hmm. we just don't pull these from anywhere, Kate, right? Right. Um, the last thing that I wanted to chat about, and this is kind of a cool article, and it just reaffirms this, look, we need to get back to the gym. We need to exercise and stay focused with this. Exercise, a maintenance program for the brain. 
Absolutely. I mean, you need to look at exercise as a maintenance program for your brain simply because as we age, the brain shrinks, Kate. And with regular exercise, we can keep our volume large and we can keep everything working with good efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically saying if we do regular aerobic exercise, um, we can affect the volume in our hippocampus, in our brain. So it's basically saying as we age, um, you know, these areas, like you said, do get smaller. And yeah. by doing the exercise, we can maintain it at a bigger volume and, and um, you know, maintain our, our main functioning yeah. in the brain. The brain is the most important thing in our body because it's what it allows us to know who our friends are and who our family is and to build relationships. And yeah. um, I, I think that uh, it is interesting to know that not only are we working our heart during aer- aerobic exercise, we're also working our brain. And it does also hit home because I know when I go for a run right after, I feel so much more positive yeah. just in my everyday life. Mine's so, clear, yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. And I, I, you know, when people come in for consults, they're not saying when I ask them about their goals, I want my brain function to stay really good. We care about what we look like. We care about, you know, our, our body image and stuff like that. And it's very much what society is about right now. But if you think about quality of life as you age, like the hippocampus uh, in the brain center, I mean, that's that's big responsibility when it comes to memories. Mm-hmm. Kate. So for you to remember uh, past life events, for you to remember relationships and bonds, and for you to remember what you're supposed to pick up at the grocery store later that day, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a very uh, you know big part that it plays in in our everyday life, and we need to make sure that we feed these brain centers and and exercise helps promote blood flow to those parts of the brain uh, and uh, not only helps your body but your mind as well mm-hmm. so it's it's great um, yeah, definitely you know they did a study and and they looked at 14 different trials that, that included 737 participants from the age of 24 to 76 years and uh, they found that you know with regular exercise and stuff like that uh, it was it, it just, yeah, it brought about healthier minds and it brought about, uh, you know, less shrinkage of the brain as you grew older. And uh, they also looked at different hormonal factors and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, we need to make sure that we keep exercising. What keeps you exercising, London? Is it, uh, you know, going out for a run like Kate does? Is it uh, having a friend to exercise with? Perhaps you want to start off a new fitness regime. Come on down and and see us. Give us a call. We would love to give you a tour. We're opening up a new facility in the Riverbend area. We're opening up a new facility in Tilsonburg. We understand the importance of this, and we know with the healthcare crisis and the healthcare state that this country and this province is in right now that we uh, understand the importance of staying healthy, right? I mean, proactive. Kate, Kate, we see these articles out now that, you know, drug costs are going to be up 200%. I mean, it's, yeah, it's easy to prescribe drugs and take it as a band aid fix, but you're only treating the symptoms. I mean, you're not curing the underlying issue, you're getting to the bottom of it. Yeah, definitely. That's about all the time we have today on the program, Kate. Well, it's good to be here. Always goes so quick, you know? Yeah, yeah, it does. But, uh, 
You know, and if you have any questions, you can always email myself or Kate. It's ron at medpoint.ca or kate at medpoint.ca. Easy enough to remember. Yeah, definitely. Call us, 519-432-1919. You can always book in a tour on our website, medpoint.ca. We'd love to see you this uh, winter season. And, of course, uh, our gyms are always a very welcoming place, I would say, Kate. Definitely. Yeah. So we'll look forward to seeing you and yours in the gym. And uh, think about MedPoint this holiday season as you uh, give the gifts, give the gift of health. Yeah. All right. That's all we got. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Stay warm out there. London, take care.